What's up, everybody? It's your girl, STPJ, the Purpose Doula, and I am your resident truth teller, mompreneur, forever student, virtual coach, relationship builder, master manifester, and podcast host. Today, we are going to talk about all the things, y'all, all the things. I know I had to redo this piece for you guys because it's been a minute. Shout out to technical difficulties and getting good sound, but we back now like we never left, so I want to jump right in and today we are going to be talking about self-care but first we have to cover a current event that's not so current but it was current for this episode when I recorded it the first time so I'm still gonna give it to y'all because I'm all about giving the people their flowers while they're here so um, because it is Black History Month um, and because you guys know I'm all about being purposeful I am true uh, believer in your purpose um, making a platform for you just like your gift makes room for you your purpose will make a platform for you and um this good sis of ours amanda gorman that baby is like a modern day maya angelou if you will she has the honor of being the first super bowl poet um in u.s history okay so how awesome is that Um, This young woman is 22, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, she's blazing the trail for herself. And Miss Gorman was amazing when she got to perform a piece of art that we like to call poetry during the 2021 um, inauguration. And that has opened up so many doors for her, um, which got her to, you know, be the first poet in Super Bowl history. Um, Baby Girl is on Time Magazine's cover Um, I want to say it is the Black Renaissance um, issue, which is super awesome. And Baby Girl has the poem officially printed um, in a special commemorative book. Okay, so Baby Girl has got some some doors open for her. I want to say that the um, inaugural poem for the country is called the hill we climb and in the the book the forward is written written by miss oprah winfrey so baby girl is out here changing the game by being purposeful unapologetically her and using um, her gift to make room for her and and being purposeful has created a platform for her and I feel like I'm missing something because if I'm not mistaken I believe that she also got signed to be a model if she didn't she will because she's gorgeous okay Amanda you are giving me all the things when it comes to your aesthetic okay she is just naturally pleasing to the eye the complexion the eyes the hair um the way that she dresses it's everything for me sis okay so I just wanted to go ahead and give her a nice shout out because baby girl did that thing okay and she's a Harvard I'm graduate, okay? So she's educated. Baby girl's educated and gorgeous. And so shout out to you, baby girl. We are very proud of you. Story time. 
Because who doesn't love a good story, right? All right, well, y'all know, if you follow me on Facebook, um, Trisha J is the personal page that y'all took over. I think I got like uh, maybe 40 more spaces for friends. Uh, when I start deleting people, I'll add more friends. So, you know, just come on through. Um, if not, ask TPJ the purpose doula. Duh. Um, anywho, over there, I typically share more stories. I am a little bit more candid. I am talking to y'all, especially on the Trisha J page. Like, like we friends because we are at least Facebook friends. You feel me? So, anywho. Um, y'all know I have been sharing about, um, lockdown depression and that is basically, um, the feelings of depression, the symptoms of depression that you are feeling and having because of COVID-19, not being able to go anywhere, not being able to do anything. And, um, I've been really, really good during this time, like since March, up until probably January, I can say I was a-okay. And then all of a sudden, January, I don't know what happened, but I just felt like, eh, Trish, you might be depressed. I, I think you're depressed, sis. Sis, I think you're depressed. Um, <laughs> and I have not uh, been depressed since forever ago. So it really took me by surprise. It was um, definitely not something that I was expecting um but then also I had to take away some time um take some time to myself and recalibrate pivot I love to have those those silent moments it's very very necessary for me to um have time away to recharge and I noticed that I was not getting that time y'all and not getting that time was affecting me emotionally and mentally um, picture this being an essential worker and an entrepreneur and a pastor and somebody's mama um, transitioning five kids to virtual school. Um, and I don't let my kids use technology like that. So and then, you know, husband, he's figuring out life with work and dealing with all of that stuff. Um, but he got to work from home. So he watches the kids, all those things. I have been working pretty much 10 to 12 hours every day. Um about six days a week since March. No breaks, no vacation, no time for introspection. I'm just serving the people, fighting for the people. And um, I hit a wall in January. I hit a brick wall um, like nobody's business. And I just couldn't understand it. I just remember laying in the bed with John and I was crying and I had to get ready for work and I was like but I really don't want to do this and um I'm talking to him and mind you you guys know John is the night owl night owl and so I'm just like I don't, I don't want to do this and he was like why you know we're talking and I'm, I'm telling him I think I'm depressed and it just hit me it just hit me tough and so I am a huge a believer of tasting it before you serve it I am one of those leaders who I never want to be perfect because I've seen um whole cults fall apart whole churches fall apart um from leaders acting like they're perfect 
and now people are just falling away from God and don't know what to do and mad and angry with God because these people set unreasonably high expectations that even they weren't meeting and it severely damaged the people um and I always promised watching from the inside that as God began to elevate me I would never be that person and so it's very rare for a leader especially um a prophet pastor you name it to be transparent and what they are experiencing and what they're going through and so Facebook I used that platform to share um, what I was feeling and what I was going through um, because I knew that I wasn't the only one and it was so funny um, getting the responses that I had gotten and so many people were thank you guys so much for all of the love and support Um, but so many people were like you know even the even the most positive people are starting to feel it and so you know you being one of the most brutally honest and positive people that we know uh, we feel you you know we feel you we're sending love and light your way we're praying for you and um, I began to share different symptoms of what depression looked like and how to get out of it and yeah I know I'm a big advocate for therapy I think that that's super important Um, but as I begin to share the symptoms as I begin to share the memes and um, the things that um, were helpful for me or just identifying depression versus burnout um, you know things that would help with depression identifying emotions sleeping better uh, what depression and anxiety looks like I was getting so much feedback privately of course because nobody wants to look like they don't have it all together right and it was mind-blowing to see um, the response from so many people um, both men and women Um, both believing and non-believing and everyone got it you know they understood it and it was refreshing to see someone like me being honest and transparent of course but um, you know I always share because you always think that you're alone the enemy will always do his best to isolate you into silence making you think that you are the only one and so that's why I share my stories that's why I talk about um, all those moments of imperfections and me having you know um, the experiences that I do because I've noticed that we overcome by the word of our testimony as well as the blood of the lamb you know often people just rely on the blood of the lamb but it's the word of our testimony and so it's when we share those um, stories that aren't perfect is when we share uh, the testimonies of us in the middle of it Um, you know not in the end because you know we like to share it in the end when everything has finally worked itself out Uh, but we don't like to share in the middle where things don't look so great where it's a little messy where it's not aesthetically pleasing and I wanted to stop that you know I'm the trailblazer I know that Um, and so that's something that I wanted to share and so I I don't think it is best for me to talk about depression without having a professional 
on the show with me because I can only share my exper- experiences. Um, but I definitely do want to do that in the future. Um, and so this is the segue of how we get to self-care. And this is why I am an advocate or an ambassador for self-care. This is what I, I tell you guys all the time. Um, and we, we it's so easy to talk about self-care. Um, I just got done recording a podcast with, um, who was it? The, the Girls Come First podcast. Um, and shout out to y'all. Um, I'm super, super stoked to um, have that podcast come out and we were talking about self-care as well so shout out to Sierra and Chella Um, we were talking about self-care on that podcast and it'll it'll be coming out soon but I wanted to start off with self-care and share those ugly secrets that People don't typically talk about. People don't tell you. Oftentimes when we talk about self-care, people think that it is, you know, all the fun stuff, getting a facial and getting a pedicure and getting a massage and all those things are great. Um, But today's episode, we are going to talk about the things that no one tells you about self-care. And so I want to preface this episode with encouraging you y'all see I'm thinking about the words that I'm saying (laughs) encouraging you to take responsibility for the energy that you bring into a space so there's that okay um that is really important because it's so easy for us to blame others and never take accountability for our own energy Uh, we have the power and the capability to recalibrate It doesn't always have to be a bad day. You can have a bad moment and not have a bad day if you take responsibility for the energy that you bring into a space. Um, And so that's something that even I have to make sure that I check myself on on a consistent basis. So we are all held accountable in that respect. Um, So I want to jump into a few things um, when it comes to the dirty secrets, the, the, the things that, you know, I'll give you this example. Everyone talks about wanting to be a mom. I have five children. I did not want to be a mom. That was not my story. Love being a mom, but I did not want to be a mom. Um, and so a lot of the women that I, um, came up with were like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to be a mom. And I'm like, yes, you can wait it out, sis, wait it out. Um, go live your life, have some fun, do all the things, accomplish your goals and your dreams because, um, your life is the one that is sacrificed. Not the dad's yours. Your body is the one that's sacrificed. Not the dad's, you know, I'm just trying to kick it real. The things that no one tells you about pregnancy and motherhood. So maybe I'll do an episode on that, but, um, they would come back to me at first. They would tell me, Oh, you're just being negative or I just don't understand it. And then they would come back after they had kids and they're like, Oh my gosh, I get it. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. But you were just talking about me, um, you know, 
basically almost being ungrateful. And now that the shoe is on the other foot, you understand exactly what I was talking about. Yes, I was trying to kick you some free game and you thought I was out here hating on you. Um, and that's kind of what this episode is about when it comes to self-care. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm being negative. I'm not. I am a truth teller. And sometimes the truth is not pretty. You know what I tell you all the time? The truth will set you free. But first, it will piss you off. And so, you know, it's just a, a mirror for you to look at um, how you handle self-care and see ways that you could recalibrate and become um more honest and open with yourself and and different ways that you can show up for yourself and that's the main thing and the main uh, point of self-care showing up for yourself so the first thing that I really wanted to talk about when it comes to secrets um that no one tells you about self-care is that guess what you're going to disappoint some people okay um disappointment is inevitable when you are making making space to choose yourself first um especially if you have been in a place where you've been putting everybody else before you when you've been putting your husband or your life partner before you um when you've been putting the kids and everybody before you it feels like oppression if you will <laughs> But I'm so for real though. It really does. They they think that something is wrong with you and not them because this is the way that we've always done things. And so well, why would you want to put yourself first when you've always been putting me first? And um, you know, it just is what it is. And so um I would have to give you an example of myself um breaking promises to myself. And I can remember having to stop cleaning up almost going on strike in the house and this was like way in the beginning when we first got married we are 15 years married in the game now um I want to say this is like year two or three and so I stopped breaking promises to myself I, I just kind of like went on strike <laughs> and John would come in the house and he'd be like we need to clean up now, mind you, he was working and I was the stay-at-home mom with all of the kids working on my business and um what I heard when he said, we need to clean up is you need to clean up. Like, basically, you've been here all day with these kids. Uh, why isn't the house clean? Not knowing that I had cleaned up a million times, and that's kind of what toddlers do. They just they just mess up a lot, okay? Uh, <laughs> and so I got tired of breaking promises to myself. Um, you know, I'll make time to clean up, and then it will still be messed up. But I, I, I wasn't making time to do nice things for myself. I wasn't making time for my body, my fitness, my my emotional, mental health. Um, and I am definitely the type of person that I have to be physical. It's a great way for me to channel um, negative energy, stagnant energy, any frustrations that I feel, but it also just makes me feel better emotionally, mentally. And then my body obviously feels better physically from, you know, putting in some work in and getting a good sweat. And so my body was not looking its best because I kept breaking promises to myself from putting everybody else before me. And so yet I had to stop. And so I'm giving you permission for that to stop. Um, it's okay to choose you first. It's okay to put yourself first. I am super stoked about um, this book. I, I want to put it out this year. I'm going to finish it this year. It's called Permission to Dominate. 
And it, it really is about us giving ourselves permission. And I talk about it every time I get a platform, every time I go somewhere to speak, I talk about us um, asking for permission, apologizing for being in spaces, um, disappointing ourselves to make sure that others are okay. I, I know several women who struggle with disappointment and they would much rather disappoint themselves than to disappoint their partner. They would rather disappoint themselves and say no to an opportunity or a dream that is theirs and is so important to them in order to make their spouse or their partner happy or they're even their children so they shrink themselves and then they go on to be bitter and unfulfilled not always bitter but you do have some feelings of bitterness when you don't get to go and accomplish um, your your dreams and, and your life goals um, and so I am pushing and challenging everyone that I know to, you know, do better. And I think oftentimes we wait for someone to tell us it's okay to take up space and it's okay to be who we were always meant to be. And that is the whole point of that book. Um, and so I think that as we grow as women, um, that is really important for us to have permission um, and to give ourselves permission. And sometimes we don't feel like we're authorized to give ourselves permission. And so that's where my big mouth comes into play. And I got you because I'm going to empower you and get you some permission to go on and uh, be great and disappoint whoever you need to uh, in the meantime. So there's that. That's number one, y'all. Number two, when it comes to things no one tells you about self-care, neglecting yourself to pour into others is a sure way that leads to bitterness and resentment. Um, I, I mean that, you know, you don't even, you look up and you don't even realize that you feel bitter. But after so many years of doing what everybody else needs and not taking space to um, do what you need for yourself to be happy, um, that age get old. It get old real quick, real fast. And let me just tell you something. It's not an act of love. It's not an act of love for the people that you're doing it for. And it's not an act of love for yourself. Um, one thing that I am really, really, really pushing for um, is to teach my children about this. Because at the end of the day, they, they don't really care what you say. They watch what you do, and that's what they emulate. And so it's really, really important for me to make sure that you teach people how to treat you, including your, your family. You have to. Um, you have to teach them how to treat you. And so, you know, John and I have been talking about me having some space because I, I don't really have no space here. I mean, I have a space for myself, but they don't really listen because why? It's virtual school. So what what space is sacred in the house right now? during a global pandemic not one not one not even my office um <laughs> and so we're like oh no I can't do this and so we need our own space we need um to teach people how to treat you even when it comes to dating you know I'm, I'm dealing with some of my mentees and we're talking through relationship issues and and I'm just saying 
even if a guy won't tell you with his words, he'll tell you with his actions. And you can't make excuses for it. So I'm just saying if you allow them to come back into that space, into your space, and they have not been honest and they've been making up excuses, they know that they can continue to treat you how they've been treating you. And ain't nobody got time for that. So we're leaving that behind. We're not not neglecting ourselves anymore. Okay. Um, the third thing that no one tells you about self-care. It requires you be honest. You have to be honest with yourself. Um, people lie quite often to themselves. And so self-care requires that you are honest with yourself. It requires that you um, can own the fact that you are tired. You are running on E um, and you need to be refilled. And um, honestly, I am working to get you and me and everybody else to a space to where you are constantly evaluating where you are and taking space for yourself so that way you don't get to the point to where you are on E and you are better better for taking some time for yourself um, and taking up space for yourself oh, we just have to get to a space to where we are okay with that um, so one thing that I've learned is that even when you have to be honest with yourself, these truths are most pivotal when they are a hard pill for you to swallow. Why do you think it takes so long for us to leave a relationship we know that's not good for us? Why do you think it takes us so long to leave a, a job that we know doesn't really benefit us outside of the finances? Hmm, hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, somebody, somebody talk to me because it's those hard pills, <laughs> hard pills that, you know, require you to be honest so you can swallow it. And, you know, just, just a little, a little caveat when you swallow that hard pill, it is 100% okay for you to be sad after making the right decision for yourself. Um, I think a lot of people think that making the right decision, you feel great and ecstatic about it, but you don't always feel happy when you made the right decision. Um, often, making the right decision doesn't feel great, but you know in your heart and your spirit that it's the right thing to do. Um, so, yeah. There's that. Some of your decision making is going to hurt you and it's going to take you to a space to where you are no longer comfortable, where you are experiencing a lot of the unknown. Um, and so that convenience is gone. That that comfort is gone. Um, and there is a lot of unknown and a, a lot of different variables that are um, taking up space and it's it's one of those places where you have to learn to trust in yourself and and believe in yourself again and that requires immense honesty with yourself um, and we got to be honest with ourselves before we can be honest with others and so you gotta know this ain't this ain't really it for me 
Um, and you got to be honest enough to verbalize that so that way you can make those tough decisions, swallow those heart pills and move on and do better. And that, that don't feel good. That is uh, like muscle building. That's like weight training, if you will. Um, and for those of you that don't know about weight training, baby, I'm spending some time in the gym and I hate it. I hate every minute of it, but I feel good afterwards. <laughs> and with weight training, you know, you can start off with five pounds and that's where you're comfortable. And um, once you get to a space where you've mastered five pounds, guess what? Guess who's jumping up to 10? You are. You are. <laughs> and guess what? 10 don't feel good because you used to five. And now you've doubled the weight. And so now you got to feel uncomfortable and feel these aches and pains that you don't normally feel. But you're doing the right thing by jumping up on the weight class. Um, and, and you just keep going on. And it, and it still doesn't feel good, but your body starts looking great. The fat starts shed. The muscles are getting tight. Your body getting formed. Uh, but that process does not feel good. None of it feels good, if I'm honest, okay? I just want to let y'all know it don't feel good. It hurt a lot, a lot, a lot. Not a little, but a lot. It hurts. Y'all like that S? <laughs> um, number four, this is what I've experienced recently. Self-care is most difficult when you need it the most, um, you can feel as if you don't have time, you don't have the money, you mentally just don't want to get out of bed or whatever the case may be. And, and trust me, those are signs of depression. Um, just saying, <laughs> um, but the fact that it is difficult for you to show up for yourself in that moment should be a red flag. That should be a red flag for you because I, I know, I know, sis, most of us, especially being a, a, a woman of color, a black woman in America, when do we really have time to fall apart? That privilege has never been one of ours. We, we don't get to fall apart. You, you just have to learn to keep it pushing, keep on going. And, um that doesn't always feel good. And so now we are in a space to where we all realize we know it and we're verbalizing the fact that being a strong black woman is dehumanizing. It is a space where we don't have to take it up anymore. Um, but at the same time, you do realize that we don't get to have anxiety and fall apart and throw temper tantrums um, as our, our white counterparts do sometimes. And, and guess what? They get babied and pampered and loved on and protected. And so <laughs> it can be difficult to feel like this is, uh, you know, a space where let's, let's still take this time. I, I, I can't even think of a time at work where I was allowed to have anxiety or meltdown and, and not be reprimanded for it. And that's okay. It's not, but you know what I'm saying? Cause we, we always land on our feet. We always pick back up and, um, and do amazing because that's what we do. We're resilient. But I think that we would be even more resilient if we were able to be honest with ourselves. Number three, and then number four, take the time when it feels like it is most difficult to take. Take that time. I have been um, advocating for my girls at work and I'm like, take the time. Trust me. If something were to happen for you, to you, in this global pandemic, 
I can guarantee you they will find, they will have a new position open for your position um, the same day that we heard of your passing. So take the time. At this point, I think that you should take some time. Use all your time, all your vacation days, all your sick days. Shoot, take some non-paid days too. They will be okay. Whatever you need to do for your mental health, I think is very, very, very important for us to um, do. Take that space, you feel me? And so it doesn't always feel good. Um, you going to let your team down. That's how you feel, right? You feel like, I'm going to let my team down. <laughs> Don't let yourself down. Take that time, my good sis. Take that time. Number five, things that no one tells you about self-care. Self-care is a facet of discipline. <laughs> Y'all want me to say it again? Self-care is a facet of discipline. You have to get to a space where you do what you don't want to do in the present moment despite how you feel so that way you can have um, an investment or return on your investment in the future version of yourself and you'll thank yourself later for sacrificing I know that was a mouthful go ahead and pause this podcast replay that back three or four times until you get it but what I'm saying is discipline is necessary I mean let's just face it I'm, I'm gonna take it to to the spiritual side for you when Yeshua left this earth, he said to make disciples, not grow mega churches. How many members can you get? He didn't say none of that. He said disciples and disciples are disciplined ones. And if we're honest, a lot of us lack discipline. If you can't say amen, just go ahead and say ouch. But you know, I'm telling the truth. A lot of us lack discipline. Um, even spiritual people, how many fat pastors and bishops have you seen? Uh, yep, guess what? It's not always all genetic. Sometimes it's just you, you, you eating too much. You're not exercising enough. And you making excuses for yourself because of who you are. Yep, I said it. I ain't scared. So, it's really important for us to do what we don't want to do right now. And your future self will thank you. One day I'm going to do a TED talk. I'm, I'm telling you I'm going to do it. Um, and it's, it's you versus you. You make sure the best version of you wins. And it's your present self versus your future self. And you have to look at the decisions that you are making. You are either going to continue to feed the present version of yourself. Or you are going to starve the present version of yourself. And feed the future version of yourself. Let that sink in. Selah. Number six. Boundaries are necessary for your self-care. Okay? That's what people don't tell you. They just tell you self-care. You hear all the self-care things. Ways that you can self-care. Free, free ways to self-care. Cheap ways to self-care. Self-care when you're a mom. I could do all of those for days. But I think it's so important that we talk about the hard things. So that way you can really begin to formulate a a plan or self-care path that works best for you that's more true to you that you could identify with and so having these boundaries ensures that you invest in yourself I mean you already know the caveats you're going to offend some people 
And that's okay because those were never your people. Your people will understand. You know, I have talked to plenty of spiritual leaders, plenty of pastors, plenty of bishops, plenty of um, prophets and apostles where they are exhausted. And they're scared to say they're exhausted. And you can see it in their faces that they're exhausted from the travel, from the work. You know, some of us are bivocational. So that means they still pastor, but they still work a job or they have a business because, you know, everybody don't believe in taking the church's money. So shout out to y'all for that. But you can be going through the most difficult time of your life and people will still want you to pour into them. Can I get a word? Can, can you prophesy to me? What is God saying about my life? And and I'm just going to say it for y'all. And you thinking, I don't know what he's saying about mine right now. Okay, I, I'm over here struggling. Um, I'm over here hurting. I'm, I'm trying my best to pour into you guys. But uh, nobody is hearing about me. Nobody is talking to God about me. Um, nobody is trying to cover me. And so that is one thing that I've always been super passionate about. Um, as I got into leadership at the church was praying consistently for my pastors. And um, I can remember posting on Instagram and my bishop, God rest his soul, with, he followed me. He still follows me. Um, and he would be like, yes, thank you. This is good. This is good. Because I knew, I knew and I saw it. I, saw, I could see the sickness on him and I knew people weren't praying for him. Um, I, I saw sickness on him two years before he died and I would always kind of check him about it like you need to rest it's okay it's okay to rest uh go ahead and chill you know I'm praying for you um and yeah it's just one of those things where we have to learn to be more disciplined um and and us being more disciplined it takes a little bit of the burden off of our leaders because some of the some of the spiritual disciplines I'm just gonna tell you they are so simplistic but they are very difficult to follow and if we could be more disciplined in our mental emotional and even physical and spiritual health um, it would help out tremendously so you know you have to have those those boundaries. You have to make sure that even as a spiritual leader, I, I have boundaries. I don't, I'm not doing negativity forever. If you say you're going to leave him three times, we, we can't keep having meetings about you leaving this man and you're still there. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. I'm not there. Um, I, I have a do not disturb on my phone. After so many hours, I'm not answering the phone. Cause I need to get some rest. Um, when I am with my children and we are having family time, I'm not taking any calls. You know, I've learned to block time off in my schedule just for me because those boundaries are super important. Um, and boundaries are necessary for your, your self care. Okay. That's number six. And you have to, learn the importance of investing in yourself and guess what that's going to offend some people I say offend them anyway um because <laughs> your people understand um your people definitely understand um your people care enough about you to have balance 
with the boundaries that you put in place you know I have boundaries even with my children because guess what y'all need to know too mommy needs some time husband you need to know mommy needs some time too because I'm not I'm not superwoman um you know (laughs) so those boundaries are extremely helpful um those boundaries are you know ways to keep people out that don't need to be in and then also those boundaries kick people back to number five which is discipline are you being disciplined in these areas Eh. and if not you need to find an accountability partner to help you so that way you are having someone but you don't have to have the same person for everything and guess what you probably need some boundaries in different areas too okay boundaries are very very necessary boundaries can be helpful when it comes to spending you know because if you look at self-care in these magazines it can get really really expensive and so you gotta have some self-care boundaries like okay i'm not going to overspend to make sure that i'm taking care of myself just saying um I think that's enough about boundaries let's shoot to number seven um things no one tells you about self-care you have to make sure that you understand what saying yes means okay um by saying yes you usually hit a fork in the road if I say yes then I'm gonna have to choose between me and a relationship where I'm going to have to say yes and choose between me or a habit, maybe a bad habit that you're trying to break. Um, I'm going to have to say yes. And by saying yes, I got to choose between myself and these family traditions that, you know, you got to figure out what's no longer serving you. And you have to get to a space where you give yourself permission to be free you give yourself permission to be selfish and you give yourself um permission to choose yourself i'm telling you permission to dominate book i'm super stoked about um getting this one out to you guys because even my guys don't feel like they can say yes to themselves sometimes or they feel like if i say yes to me then she's gonna think i don't love her because y'all know how we are when we hear the word no right Ooh yeah we got to work on that one <laughs> we got to work on that one um so that fork in the road is real but um you have to get to a space to where you are okay saying yes to yourself without cringing okay all right let's go ahead and take this last one to the head um number eight things no one tells you about self-care You don't owe anyone your time. If you don't want to do something, there is nothing wrong with you saying no. And I think probably the best example that I could use is not one of myself, but um, it definitely does relate to me. Uh, My sister daughter, Jerrica, that is one of John's sisters, and you guys know his mom passed away our junior year of high school. And so when I came around, I've always just been, you know, like a sister and a mom to them. 
And so Jerka is like my oldest child. And, um, you know, I made sure she learned how to drive and got her into um, school for driving. I would take her out to drive and all those things. So that's my baby. My baby just moved. I can't believe it. She's in her own space. I'm so proud of her. And um, when we were having our kids, nobody wanted to watch them. Like, like, nobody. And our kids aren't bad. It's just the fact that we had a lot of them, okay? We got five. That's a lot. That's a lot for us. So just imagine if it's somebody that doesn't have kids. That's a lot. That's a lot. So we didn't often ask for babysitters, but, you know, like, maybe a birthday or anniversary, something like that, we would ask for a babysitter. And Jerrica was our go-to. Shout out to Jerrica for always looking out. And, you know, we had this conversation not too long ago when she felt like she had to help us in the beginning. She was like, you know, I just felt bad for you guys. You always had the kids. Y'all never asked for anything. And so then when y'all did, you know, I would try and figure it out, you know? And so I was grateful to her for the times that she did help. I mean, she helped a lot. Um, and then I want to say the last several years, she's finally gotten to a space where she's okay saying no. And I was so proud of her for that, but we really don't ask like that. So it was no big deal for us. Um, but you know, she just got to a space to where she was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't really feel like watching kids. And as an auntie who always had her kids, I get it. Cause I was that way with my niece, um, Dominique and my little cousins always with me. But when I didn't want to, I didn't feel bad because guess what? I don't, I don't have no kids right now. So I don't, I don't really have to do this cause I don't have to. That's why that's a good enough excuse. I don't have to. Okay. Um, and so, you know, she she finally got to that space and you know, I think we only got one more uh niece in the in the family. Nobody else is having kids right now. Uncle Jason has a kid, my beans. And so, you know, she, she's if she don't feel like watching them kids, ours or his, she say no. And I love it. Um, but you know we got a we got a teenager now, so I don't have to ask all the time. <laughs> you know, really grateful for that. But um, I was really proud to see her get to a space store. She was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. And you, you have to be okay with someone telling you they don't want to do it. And you have to um, learn not to try and guilt people into doing what you want them to do. Because mm -mm, that just ain't cool. It just ain't cool. I don't like it. I don't want nobody having uh, remorse or feeling away because I talked you into I don't want to talk you into it even now I am a salesperson okay as an entrepreneur you got to be a salesperson right um even in my day job I sell I don't want you having buyers remorse so I, I'll try my best to explain everything and do you want it or no because I'm not about to persuade you into it I, I don't want you to have buyers remorse do, do you want it or no you don't okay moving on um that's just where we are so those are the things that no one told me about self-care, which I thought was bogus because it can be really, really hard if you are used to always giving and you don't have those proper boundaries set up. And and so I want you to get to a space to where, <laughs> girl, it's okay to choose you, okay? It, it is okay. That's your business, okay? Um, 
And so I want you to just take a moment to be mindful. Take a look at your daily habits and ask yourself if these habits are causing you to evolve or revolve. Okay. Are you evolving or are you revolving? You're just going around in a circle doing the same thing over and over again, just going around the same old mountain, not making no progress, feeling stuck like a hamster on a wheel. I admonish you to always make the choice to move forward, no matter how difficult, no matter the uncertainty, and no matter the amount of people you lose, because you got to be able to soar high. And the higher you go, everyone can't go with you. Everybody doesn't have that that aptitude. Everybody can't um, breathe without as much oxygen as you can when you are called to elevate higher. And so it, it doesn't feel good, but it's, it's called growing pains. And so I'm going to leave y'all with the final note. And this is from, you know, the desk of me, TPJ. You are not selfish for making the wise decision to no longer spread yourself thin, meeting the needs of everyone but yourself. Stop feeling sorry for choosing yourself. I hope that as you go over this episode, those eight things no one told me about self-care will help you build a better self-care regimen for yourself. And that you would be empowered to encourage yourself and um, choose yourself unapologetically. I love you. Thank you for tuning into the Mogul Mom Mindset Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really love this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog, books, upcoming events, and other products and services, visit my website, www.asktbj.com. And for daily inspiration, including quotes, business strategy, and branding tips, be sure to follow me on Instagram at asktbj. Okay, bye!